Hello friends, welcome back to the Prayers of Destiny podcast. I am joined by Katie and Danine for episode 16. She shares lots of juicy wisdom, earth and soul medicina. She is such an old soul who has traveled the world and resides in beautiful Pensacola, Florida, where she serves as a community organizer, environmental activist, and a full-time artist and musician. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to have this conversation with Katie. She really inspires me and reflects just a really profound level of integrity. justice in this introduction so please sit back and enjoy these transmissions thank you so much for listening and being a part of this movement community I guess if I was to give somebody an elevator pitch on me, <laughs> do it. <laughs> I, uh, I'd say that like I am. My name, my birth name is Katie Janine. <laughs> That's uh, I was named after Katie Couric, um, because my mom was inspired by her bravery throughout her husband's um, cancer, and and uh, so. I am the daughter of a fisherman and a um, software engineer slash, slash artist, and I'm very much like a native of the Emerald Coast. Like, I grew up very close to the water and very close to the forest, and um, just like feeling like in my backyard whenever summer came along you could tell it was summer because the frogs would just start going off and it would be like all night for months you could hear the orchestra of frogs in our backyard and and I grew up very much a wonderer like my you know how some people have like like some like you know women carry their like dogs in their purses like I was my mom's (laughs) dog in her purse that she would just take anywhere and everywhere so I was very fortunate to have Mm -hmm. grown up and um, seen a lot of the world um, at a very young age and I felt like um, like I was just going to always be a rolling stone like Mm -hmm. never anywhere Um, Mm -hmm. I was very happy with that kind of wandering spirit um, and so when I graduated high school, I, um, my original intention was to move to Australia because I had worked there, um, a year before I graduated high school and my intention was to move back there for college. Um, but my mom developed stage three colon cancer in my, um, senior year of high school and, uh, I, I wasn't going to move <laughs> 
into a different hemisphere, um, like as far away mm. as I could as she was going through her process of chemotherapy and radiation. And um, so I came to Pensacola because it's just a hop, skip away um, to go to the University of West Florida. And um, my mom's been in remission four years now, five years now. Um, so she recovered from her sickness. Um, but I like just kind of happened upon a beautiful community here in Pensacola and uh, never expected to stay any longer than, you know, as long as it took to, to complete my degree. But um, I've been living here since 2017 and uh, I find it to be a really beautiful place. Um, the people are, are really wonderful and um, I have very easy access to nature on all sides, whether that be the beach or the marshlands or the, the you know, pineland flat sand hills. Um, and yeah, I have gone through a process of like trying to figure it out what it is I'm supposed to do with my time and with my, my life and how I'm supposed <laughs> to do it. And, um, you know, kind mm. of like operate in a civil way in the society and I've just recently started experimenting with um, you know investing most of my energy into music so I'm a full-time gigging musician and um, I spend I like wake like <laughs> the calluses on my fingers are getting thicker and thicker <laughs> from my guitar and, <laughs> and um, yeah I, I kind of spend my days um, I feel like, like being able to leave the nine to five job that I was working um, and go into more of this gig economy has freed up my time in a big way to allow me mm. to be able to like wake up and go garden and like go um, wander in the forest and um, identify, you know, all the plants. Like just spend my time the way I, I'd like to spend my time and. Um, so I've been doing that over the last like two months and um, having a lot of fun and mm. um, yeah, learning a lot in the process. So mm. yeah, it was my crash course, the Katie crash course. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. It's been really beautiful to watch you in that transition and that transformation um, to being just a full-time artist and I'd say somewhat of an activist like you're someone oh, yeah. who really is like taking action and speaking especially about the environment and just like I, I see you as a as an organizer and like a central figure in the community. It's just really yeah, powerful. I forgot about that aspect. I also like um, for a while while I was working my nine to five, um, I was taking off every Friday. That way I could devote Fridays to uh, Fridays for Our Future, which is the movement that Greta Thunberg started years ago um, mm. with uh, the climate change, um, you know revolution that needs to take place and um since transitioning like into more of a gig economy it's also freed up my time to um do more community activism and organizing and involvement so um a couple months ago i 
started a group called 850ECO, which is a community group in Pensacola. And uh, it seems like a sister organization might start up in Fort Wallen Beach, but that doesn't seem like it has legs to stand on at this moment. But basically mm-hmm. what 850ECO hopes to um, do is connect a bunch of different people across the environmental movement. So here in Pensacola, we have um, scientists who like study the estuary programs or like um, put up, you know, oyster restoration programs or fight for um, protection against drilling off the Gulf Coast. And then you have people who are, you know, running community gardens and you have other people who are um, who are like organizing beach cleanups. And so there's a bunch of specialized groups in town that all have their own, you know, passions and qualities. Mm. And um, what I hope 850ECO to be is just a place, kind of like a community um, public square where all the specialized groups can come together and know what's going on in each other's groups. Um, Mm. That way there can be more cross-pollination between groups. And that way um, for people who want to get involved but don't know how, um, they can see the you know, plethora of opportunities and options here in town um, to get involved, however it is you feel strongest. So if you feel strongest in um, political activism, there's many opportunities for that. If you like want to get hands-on experience in conservation, like forest conservation, there's, there's opportunities in that. Um, Mm. Yeah. Our meeting next month, um, we have a meeting every month. um, That's kind of where we invite different groups to come talk about, um, what it is that they do. Um, we're inviting um, the ECUA educational advisor, Jim Roberts, mm-hmm. who the ECUA is who, what provides like um, waste and water management for um, Pensacola and then also like Cantonment, Perdido, kind of uh, it's it's in this like kind of area of the panhandle. Um, the ECUA runs a lot. So they run the recycling plant and the landfill and they you know, are the ones that are providing water to Pensacola and, you know, dealing with wastewater and sewage and that sort of stuff. So he's going to come in next month and uh, hopefully many people will show up and bombard him with questions and uh, people will be able to learn more about, you know, where their water comes Mm -hmm. from, where their waste goes. Um, People will be able to ask questions about, um, you know, like, is the water here safe to drink? Like, what is, like, where, where, where does... Like, what's recyclable? Like, what can I recycle? What can I? Um, so I'm, I'm eager for next month's meeting. I think, um, I hope that, that it provides a lot of education for everybody. Mm. Yeah, the educational piece, I think, is super empowering. Also, not just for kids, which I know that that's, like, another aspect of what you do and what you've done um but for adults Mm -hmm. and for young people like in their early 20s like us um I'm curious like what your roots are like how did you learn (laughs) how to organize communities like I feel like it's a lost art or Is it just in your blood or were you exposed to it? You know, like you mentioned that you traveled and your parents sound really awesome. Um, And I'm just, I'm grateful that you're in Pensacola being you and and taking action. 
yeah i'd love to hear how it started yeah um we have a we have a a wealth of it's i think like i was working at a farm last summer and uh one of my coworkers said something along the lines of like um we can get to places together where we would never have got to places alone like we can have mm. ideas and thoughts and i think like even having conversations like this you're developing your own ideas and thoughts um so as far as just like figuring out how to organize um there's so many good examples of what to do and so i claim none of this is my own <laughs> like you just google like like what mm. how do i do this um or you talk to people like um mm-hmm. i was talking to a community activist christian wagley mm. who um is the education protecting it against drilling and I think it's their main cause right now but also um, against microplastics and um, anyways Christian just mentioned like you can kind of learn and you can take pieces from all sorts of conversations and we weren't talking about A5O-Eco but he was talking about some sort of conservation group that he um, you know was a part of in the past and how they always served like Mm. really delicious cookies and I was like, oh, yeah. like, that's why I went to church so much as a kid is because the food was dank. And like, so people like free mm. food. I'm going to start like, like providing free food for people at these community meetings, because that's also like, mm, how people... that's a draw. Yeah. Well, it's how people share connection. Food. Yeah. It's a, it's a growing closer we eat together. Um, because it's like, it's like some form of like, taking in energy um it's like a ritual yeah yeah exactly and so um I feel like I'm like still figuring out my strengths within community organizing and and um you know I don't I don't claim to be making a big splash right now other than like it's kind of like what we were talking about in the beginning is just like through doing this i'm learning so much like i went and toured the recycling plant um last month and i just mm. learned so much at every meeting so it's almost mm-hmm. like like i don't like there's a quality to it where i want people to show up but honestly if five people show up and those five people are wealths of knowledge like like i'm kind of doing it for me <laughs> for you yeah because i'm really curious and so uh so I think that's just a big aspect of connecting with others is like um, mm. being curious and um, like mm. I think people want to help other people too. So by like not pretending that I know shit because I don't like <laughs> like just being like like in conversation mm. if someone uses terms that I don't know like be like right 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 talking about <laughs> right. Yeah, a friend of mine recently said like that ninety percent of communication is miscommunication. Uh, <laughs> which, like when she first said that, I was like, "Oh, pshaw!" And then I started like seeing it everywhere, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "Like no one, everyone's just projecting." We're doing our best. Yeah, we're all trying, but we're all projecting our own narratives onto other people. Also trying to, <laughs> it's all it's like toddler talk, <laughs> and so the more you get good at just being like 
what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Mm. <laughs> but asking better questions than what are you talking about? But being truly curious and staying open is yeah. a major key. Yeah. And I and I see that in you as well. And as we're talking about this more, I'm like, it's kind of clicking for me. Okay, so community organizer. It's also like a leadership thing that I resonate with in what I've been doing in my community as well. And just like stepping up and leading more, like guiding more yoga classes, whatever it is, cacao, um, which I think is connected also to like being an artist or a musician because it's like actually a pretty vulnerable place to put yourself in and why I think that not everybody does it um, because there's like a fear of rejection or like what if nobody shows up or this or that so I think that is a key piece like doing it for you is what makes it authentic it's like something that you really care about yeah and then also being open um, yeah like so so the other day I was like listening to these uh probably 13 year old girls uh, talk <laughs> with each other and mm-hmm. you could tell that there's like an aspect of it that's like performative play like they're still mm-hmm. playing, playing but they're mm-hmm. also trying to figure out like social hierarchy <laughs> and so there's this element where like uh like a girl will say something very authoritatively and like very like it'll be like play but it'll be like you know i'm like i'm like the leader right now kind of thing. yeah like and, she's trying it on yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um there's that aspect as you mature that like you really don't like care so mm. much in the friend group who's the leader mm. like it's kind of this like malleable shifting thing so yeah. even though like you know i'm putting forth the effort to organize these things and try to get the word out and right. um, you know lead like steer the conversation when the conversation starts to shift in a in a way that i haven't expected or that like maybe i'm even uncomfortable by um mm-hmm. like being open like you said being open to like okay like this is shifting in a way that i wasn't expecting. right 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 let's see where this takes us and if i feel like you know, this is starting to lead us astray. Like, right. I'll, I'll guide us back. But, like, someone else can drive this for a while. <laughs> oh, mind. <laughs> and so it's, like, um, mm-hmm. I think good leaders, like, don't, you know, they kind of fade into it. You know, they, like, yeah. they're very much there to empower and support others. And, uh, yes, yes, and let yes. others use their voice and become leaders yeah so yeah I really resonate with that I think that's the beautiful thing about community and coming together in a group like if you're the facilitator you know you kind of just said like you planted the seed and you're like this is happening here whoever shows up um like we all have wisdom in medicine and, and lessons yeah uh, two weeks ago uh, the Pensacola Jazz Fest happened and mm. uh, I was playing a gig actually at a brewery that was on the corner of Seville Square um, where the fest- festival was happening and so I got over there right after my gig to like catch the last song of this like six piece brass band 
and uh, it was a two-step song so you know people <laughs> were doing the classic you know new orleans kind of kind of step in a, you know kind of line uh, like like everyone was just like kind of walking behind each other and at one point i found myself at the front of the line and i was like hitting my tambourine on my hip and i was like doing a little two-step and i had like a line of people behind me and then when i came back around the second time i like looked behind me and there was no one there i was by myself <laughs> and so it's like and so it was like yep and i was like i don't know i lost him somewhere uh, it just be like that sometimes yeah and so it's no like, expectations yeah i can dance by myself or i can dance with others and uh either's okay <laughs> either's mm. pretty fun <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's a sweet place to to land and to be yeah mm. i want to know a little bit more about your music um yeah care to share. yeah I've been playing music ever since I was a, a little girl um but like I've only recently started performing more and uh I've seen you at open mics yeah but that might have yeah. been the extent of it back then yeah, but yeah. I, I was a at home performer or at home <laughs> for a long time and uh, when I moved to Pensacola, I started getting involved in the open mic scene, which was like a huge source of community. It's awesome. Um, yeah, and um, that scene has kind of faded, you know, mm. since COVID. And even before COVID, it was like different open mic nights were like kind of, you know, wisping away. Things um, change. Things change. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's starting to come back. Um, mm. But yeah, I've been like I mainly right now perform like covers and originals and I feel like the originals are starting to come more fluidly um so like it's been just cool to like develop my voice and then also just like there's that aspect of curiosity too where it's like uh the more you get to there's, I think it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is, like, when you know absolutely nothing at all, <laughs> like, you're so ignorant mm-hmm. beyond belief, you, like, think you know quite a lot, <laughs> and so you're very confident, and that's where you get all these, like, pseudo-experts from, all these people who, like, are suddenly experts on everything, um, so you get all these people <laughs> who are idiots who are, like, like just, they're, they're at the top. On and the internet, like, yeah. yeah. But also, you know, just in your in your own life, you can see it, you know, you, you can everywhere. See <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the more you start to like know, the more you start to become an expert in something, it's like the more you realize what you don't know. And so you have all these people who are very good at what they do or are very knowledgeable, who are very humble about it. Like they're not mm-hmm. they're not so confident because they know how much they don't know. Um. Mm. so I feel like um, I feel like that might be where like imposter syndrome comes from too is like when people who are um, who actually just dedicate a lot of time and energy into something um, also feel like an imposter so I like I dedicate a lot of time and energy to music right now and there's so much I, I don't know and so much I'm fresh to 
um, I'm, I'm just like very, very fresh to this whole um, world. And so uh, I feel like a little, like a little caterpillar <laughs> going into the cocoon. And there's parts of me that kind of mm. feel like a butterfly, but there's parts mm-hmm. of me that are still in that like uh, weird goo <laughs> of unknowing. Um, yeah. It's like a gestation period as well. Like you're still cooking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so one of my, like one of the people who I feel like has just really helped me frame human experience is uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. He's mm-hmm. a, a Buddhist monk who um, lived through the Vietnamese War. Um, was an outcast from Vietnam for like 30 years. Um, a big activist and proponent of peace throughout that war. And who um, is in his 90s today, I think. Um, but, but he was asked once, so he's like a big gardener and he loves, he loves to garden and uh, he's a poet as well. And uh, I think a lot of people connected with him and with, with the heart through his poetry. Mm. And one time he was told by a woman, like, you, you shouldn't be spending all your time growing cabbages. Like anyone can grow a cabbage. You have this like wonderful gift mm. to write poetry and you need to be writing more poetry. And he was like, I can't write poetry if I don't grow my cabbage. <laughs> like, I have to, like, like this is the way that I feel really, you know, connected and good. And, like, through this, like, through this seemingly unproductive thing is actually where I'm doing my greatest work. Um, so, like being a musician i usually have these expectations the day before my gig that i'm gonna like do a full sound check and that i'm gonna like go through the full set list and i'm gonna like like spend the whole day just prepping and then inevitably that's not what happens like suddenly like a friend is in distress and i like i sit with them for you know hours or like it's a beautiful day and I'm like, oh, I, I want to go to the forest. And, um, yeah. Or, like, <laughs> like, I had one gig several weeks ago that I was very, very nervous for, and that I had expected to spend all day just like practicing and preparing the songs, but mm-hmm. because they were in a second language, and I like really wanted mm-hmm. to like make sure that I was, you know, um, that I would do them justice. Um, and instead, uh, I spent all day uh, dealing with my first like instance of like cyberbullying um, that I can really re- remember, and like just all day up until like two hours before the gig, just like being like, mm. "What the fuck?" Like, like, um, like feeling hurt and uh, dragged, and also like. Is that is what this person's saying about me? Is this true? Questioning, yeah. Yeah, and so um, mm. there's a quality where it's like that. I mean, that whole experience, you know, being really, you know, present with whatever comes to the day to day, I've noticed mm. like makes me stronger as a musician because it's like mm. it's not about like 
I had a I had a teacher one time tell me that like no one cares about you. <laughs> like no one cares. No one came here to listen to Katie sing. Like they came here to listen to music and like it's not about mm. like it's not about it's not that personal. Yeah, well it's not about yeah. you performing the song right or like you doing well or it's mm-hmm. not about you. It's about like mm. the experience that you're making and um people people come out to listen to music yeah it makes sometimes musician makes that is so true that is such a juicy nugget (laughs) that's a good reminder it takes the pressure off yeah truly yeah that you're just like as an artist you're just um staying aware of whatever comes up and also finding ways to integrate that and so that's how i feel like Mm -hmm. um that's the direction I feel like I'm going in my art is like, um, is like being really present to whatever comes up and seeing where it can be integrated or interconnected um, in a way that can be shared. So, mm. yeah. So like that whole experience um, of like cyberbullying and uh, mm. like losing a big faction of the community and uh being misunderstood and misinterpreted like mm-hmm. that was um that was really important and like i was able to start reviewing that through the lens of like if this is a social wildfire like mm. wildfires are actually very important to a healthy ecosystem <laughs> And fire is really important to healthy. I knew you were going to tie it into nature. I was like, how could you not? (laughs) And so I like wrote a song um, from that experience of like, and it was funny, the like creation of the song at first, it was like going to be a song that burned the person who, who hurt me. And Mm -hmm. I was going to like put her through the fire. Fight fight fire with fire. (laughs) But then I like, I, I, you know, yeah stopped being so personal about it and started thinking yeah. about it in a way of like you know when there's all this dead brush built up yeah. in the woods that's how you get like that's how you get campfire that's how you get like you know out of control like here locally we had a swamp fire uh last year that was uh and this is an air quotes but destructive right and sometimes fire is destructive sometimes it's like it's like you let stuff be built up for so long or you don't do those regular burns and it does become destructive you're unprepared for it yeah yeah but like you know when the fire spreads and it burns out the old shit like you're making way for a lot of new growth fertile ground yeah yeah yep Mm. yeah so powerful yeah. yeah that's been a part of the conversation a lot recently it's just like the conversation around fire um, because we're going through a very fiery time as well like, and so th- what, what happened to me too was like um, also just the you know mm. consequence of like there's a lot of gasoline <laughs> everywhere <laughs> there's a lot of like built up um, 
underground stuff that has been building and that if we are not like careful in doing yeah work for yeah preparing space and in um Mm -hmm. and being really mindful like we can accidentally set off big fires and you know like like this swamp fire that happened okay so like instead of the swamp fire i'll talk about a fire that happened in yellowstone in like 1988 there was this huge fire that was like going across yellowstone and the rangers like were kind of like this kind of needed to happen but you know we need to protect people and we need to protect you know the 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 properties and the homes on this Mm -hmm. they manage certain areas and then they let other areas just burn and I went to Yellowstone for the first time last October, and those areas that burned in 88, like, are so beautiful. Like, they are unlike any other parts of the park, because it's all, like, just, and you can see these these dead, you know, blackened, crisp trees still, um, that are, like, hospitable to different life, and, you know, that there's, like, fields of different grasses and wildflowers and all this stuff that just it took time to grow back but um that ultimately like it didn't die like people thought it would it didn't it wasn't you know ruined it was just new and it just took time so so even with these fires that are really destructive like like it was it was building up for a long time and um it'll take time for for it to grow back but it'll be beautiful when it does You're going to make me cry. <laughs> That's what heaven is, right? Tears and laughter. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, full spectrum. <laughs> mm. Yeah, where do you feel like your connection like where where do you feel most connected to nature like geographically like if there's an element or if there's a specific place or if there's like um Mm. an activity that you do that you feel connected it can be broad Mm. all of it (laughs) yeah but i would say my my rituals, my daily routines are as simple as just taking a long walk. Mm-hmm. Especially here in Tennessee, like I've lived here for almost a year now and I've really witnessed the seasons for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, yeah wow (laughs) yeah and you can feel that in your body how the seasons of of nature are reflective of the seasons of your psyche and of your person yeah Yeah, so that's been really really deep and like kind of an initiation for me i feel yeah yeah going from a place that's full summer (laughs) to like right back to full heat for my whole life i've lived in florida yeah 
so yeah. it's different up here and there's like actually hills as well <laughs> yeah so it's different um I live by a river now mm-hmm. which is also like a really really beautiful place I like to spend time reflecting and just like being by the water it's different than the ocean like it feels completely different Mm -hmm. the energy and the vibe Um, but I like it I think there's wisdom in like sitting in the discomfort um, when I went through a big breakup I was like questioning everything it was that was definitely like a wildfire and like kind of a moment of like an explosion I didn't really see coming and I was like what do I do Mm -hmm. and I thought about moving back home and I was like no I'm just gonna like stick this out and see what's on the other side and I'm so glad that I did yeah yeah, I went through a, I went through a big heartbreak last summer, and mm. uh, there was like a big sense of grief and a big sense of like, um, of pain, and uh, I was like also being physically isolated because I was working um, in a rural mm. area of Georgia, mm. and. Um, I was like, my heart was definitely here with my boyfriend, my family, and my community here in Pensacola, but I was working somewhere else, and uh, where I was working to, like, I could feel the geographic pain of the region, like, being mm, being yeah. in the Black Belt, uh, like, a year ago yesterday, George Floyd was murdered, and mm. all of the, you know, all of the pain that came out of, like, yeah national reckoning of that yeah it's visceral yeah super intense my mom my my sweet mother couldn't understand why I was like not fixing it like not fixing my pain not right like why I like would right right and and seemingly like suffer even though I I wouldn't call it suffering from her perspective it was Mm -hmm. and um I sent her a little song one day that was like you ask me what's the point of my pain you ask me what's the point of misery but if you had not gone through the labor then you wouldn't have delivered me Mm. (laughs) Yeah. yeah and so it's like Mm. like there's a call yep. like take a pill or like get a new job yep. move yep 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 stop stop feeling that pain and that's like there's there's a lot of depth in the grief there's a lot of depth in the pain and it's like a privilege to be able to experience it and hold it and um, through it right 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 learning so much about others mm. And you're also developing your own resilience. Amen. Yeah, feeling is healing. Mm. And it takes courage. Yeah, of the heart. 
and the mind yeah the difference of like opening to experience versus closing to it or like in my experience I kept trying to frame it in my mind of like am I running toward or am I running away and like how Mm -hmm. does it feel in my body to be running toward versus running away and how would it feel in my like psych if I was running away from something right right when stuff comes up it's like we know everybody knows like if you try to like go around something or push it to the side or push it down like it's going to keep coming back up like if it's meant to surface and come up then it will and like the only way out is through yeah i just got goosebumps truth bumps (laughs) it's like also trusting everything's happening for a reason and it's happening for us too grow and to just like that kind of like that buddhist perspective as well just like acceptance of what is arising without judging this is good or bad it's just like can you just be yeah can you be with it can you be a good host to it Mm. is there room (laughs) in your home for it (laughs) maybe sometimes no too and that, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, and then it's like, don't judge your judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be really sweet. Be really sweet to yourself. Right. To yourself. Yeah, like honoring where you are right here, right now in your process, because there's always room for growth. Like, never going to be perfect. Yeah, and that's like something that like I've had to really accept. That was a big part of like me um with this you know fire that happened in, in some of my friends circles the other week was like um, as a kid I was such a civil child I was such a like good girl <laughs> and uh I you know really strive for perfection and I would call myself mm-hmm. like a recovering perfectionist because uh, <laughs> it's so hard to be perfect all the time and it's so unforgiving you know it's like it's like you really gotta treat yourself as a friend and and practice you know being being kind to yourself when inevitably you fuck up (laughs) it's gonna happen whatever we think we make mistakes that's how we learn and like curious why did I make that mistake and like like what would I do differently and like Mm. was it even a mistake or was it just a miscommunication like just continuing to be curious and kind and like when others become triggered or when others you know light this fire and you're getting burnt like like there's that Mm. great line in the bible as Jesus is being crucified on the cross that's like forgive them father for they know not what they do and so it's like I see like clear cut fields of what used to be long growth, long, long leaf, old growth forests. And I'm like, there's part of me that gets so pissed mm. off and so like depressed and so devastated. Yeah. And then the other part is like, we're mm. just like living through really backward time and like people, <laughs> you just don't you know got that right. People don't know what they're doing. And, no. And like, despite them being 
being like this, like they, yeah, yeah, they don't know. And, yeah. Yeah. And there, there can be a lot of compassion in just viewing it that way, rather than like they are willing, mm. like you know, being destructive. No one's. Mm. Very few people are are out there to actually cause a lot of harm. Very few people. And most people are just like doing their best. You know. And you. You could. Be, yeah. You were that. You are. That. <laughs> yeah, I really respect that about you. I think you do a really good job of like maintaining that perspective and just like acting in integrity and showing up for what you do want like focusing more so putting your energy to the solution and like being the change that you want to see as opposed to you know like I think it's healthy to call out things that we disagree with but I, I see you putting so much more energy to you know creating a new yeah. path and responding yeah. in a healthy way yeah for me it just feels um it feels unsustainable in my body to like be angry or to be <laughs> same <laughs> same just, same, that's, same. Not, that's not where where i'm that's where i get momentary power that's not where i get like sustainable power solutions um like anger or grief like functions in my life I can only speak for my life. It functions yeah. in my life as um, indicators, indicator emotions. Yeah. Something that, that needs to be addressed. Um, but when I act from poise, point of anger or grief, like I find that mm. it, it, like my sight is kind of muddied or that like I am not super clear about what it is that I want. And I remember reading one time by this activist, Julia Butterfly, I think is her name. She like, she like climbed a redwood <laughs> back in the mountains, wow. I think, to prevent wow. it from coming down. And she like lived in this redwood tree for like a year. <laughs> and she was kind of talking about how like, she sees a lot uh, of activists being, you know, uh, saying, God. <laughs> <laughs> she sees a lot of oh girl really clearly what they're against which is important but like it's equally important if not more important to like yeah. show up for what you're for and so like i am for people riding their bicycles i am for people being kind to each other i am for like compromise and mutual respect and um and, uh, you know, living in a way that is sustainable, which means sometimes yes. I'm gonna fucking buy single-use plastic. Sometimes I can't do it all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm gonna weep a lot, <laughs> and um, that's like that's how I found it's it's sustainable for me. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And speaking to that part. Yeah. It, reson it resonates for me as well. 
it's a part of like being kind to yourself as a recovering perfectionist is there's this like perfectionism within activism whereas if you're not like showing up for everything then you're a bad activist and that's not big true. time big time people base their worth and their identity it gets it gets enmeshed yeah and it's good to take a step back and be like who am i <laughs> It's the difference between apart from this. Yeah, it's the difference between calling out versus calling in. Mm. And so you can call out others and call it yourself. You can be very, you know, Mm. vocal about that. Mm -hmm. But the difference between calling and calling in, in my experience, is like the difference of being open versus being closed. So being like, being like, hey, as somebody who's on your side, like this is what I see and like I just think you should know that this is what I see versus like you're you know you're x y and z and we're not on the same side anymore (laughs) like division where there could Mm -hmm. be um, unity and there's so many ways to to strike unity with others Um, and then sometimes you know like they're they're unreachable (laughs) that's their journey that's their path whatever (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes yes i'm i'm with you on that i'm i feel really beyond the point of like trying to change other people or help or fix them or like try to get them on my side when that's not where they want to be you know they have a different path right now and that's okay and i can bow to like the lessons that we learned together and just let it go and if it comes back around then it does and that's meant to be but like that's not in my power (laughs) or control i have to be me yeah and do my thing there's this like quote that often comes to mind which is like um it's by this dude anthony DeMello, who was a uh, indian like jesuit uh preacher i'm pretty sure Mm. Um, he has a beautiful you can look it up on spotify it's called a call to love and uh, it was a book that was found in his study after his passing, and his brother recorded the audio version of it that you can listen to on Spotify. But there's this line in it that's like, if you want to change the world, go right ahead and change it, but do not harbor the illusion that someone else <laughs> won't come behind you and change it again. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, if you want to spend oh, energy changing others or changing yourself or changing the world or like yep. being the hero, <laughs> like, oh, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> but like, it's going to change. Yeah. Permanent. And, um, you know, it's this like categorizing what you have control over versus what you don't have control over. And uh, I find that in my experience where my personal suffering comes up is like, when I'm investing a lot of energy in something I can't fundamentally control. <laughs> I can't control what others do. Happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't control what others say or what others yeah. think yeah. or how others act. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. Drama. <laughs> but I can't control how I, what I say. That's part I of act. the dance. Yeah. 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 It's so helpful to become aware of that. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So many life lessons. 
learning so much from you love this conversation do you have any final drops anything else you feel called to share speak to um yeah i just like to like encourage people to um to invest in their own curiosity and so wherever that takes you um like whatever it is you did as a kid or even in your free time that like you want to invest more energy into like Mm. it's very easy to fall into wikipedia um you know holes or like there's apps for almost everything so if you're curious about that tree growing in your front yard there's like an Mm. app called picture this where you can identify it and you can learn its name or like if you're curious about that bird singing in your front yard there's an app called merlin bird where you can like identify birds or like if you want to know like (laughs) like there's so much there's so much to learn and um and you can you know develop that curiosity and invest in it through talking with others or through like just using Mm. like i read something recently that was like smart people are just people who know how to google well (laughs) and like so just develop your own ability to ask good questions and to Mm. um, and to be more aware so as you go on your walks like what what new Mm. thing can you notice um and what can you learn from that and how does it connect to the other things that you notice and um yeah that just through your process of becoming more curious um i think Mm. uh, you'll find answers to a lot of questions that you thought were unrelated that's kind of like that's been my experience of like the more that i um the more that i learn um the more I like am able to connect dots where other people seemingly don't connect dots. And then you just kind of like point out, you just point out the constellation and people are like, Oh, I see it. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're all here to, to help each other. Um, and, uh, and learn from each other and learn from, from our past mm. and shape the future that we want. Making connections. Yeah, and a better future. The earth. Yes. So brilliant. Where can we continue to follow your journey? Um, on Instagram, my activist group is called 850ECO because 850 is the um, phone area number for the Panhandle region. Yes. Um, so 850ECO on Instagram. Um, I also, my personal account on Instagram, which is like also where I post all the information for my, my music, is Katie and Deneen. So K A T I E A N N E D I N E E N. That's my Instagram. Mm. And um, I have a Spotify, or not Spotify, I have a SoundCloud. I'm working on um, releasing music on Spotify. And, uh, awesome. Platform soon. Awesome. But still just in the, I just planted that seed in the ground, so it hasn't hasn't grown into anything yet. But um, give you, it a minute. <laughs> yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, then I'll uh, I'll be 
I'll be posting about that soon. So. Updates. Yeah. So those are wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank wonderful. you, Camilla, for uh, inviting me to to come share your space and to speak with you for a while and um, for holding you know everything that came up. Mm. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, sister. Yeah. Till next time. Yeah. Up for this episode of the Prayers of Destiny podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If it resonated with your soul, make sure to leave a rating or review. Share it with your friends and spread the word. Have a beautiful, blessed day, and I will see you in the next episode.